You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 401 Game Zone. Hello and welcome to another Cooperative Multiplayer Live, the official Foreign Game Zone podcast. I'm your host, Sean Garmer, and with me today is my usual co-host, Mark Morrison. Howdy. How have things been going for you? Eh, good and bad. You? Eh, mostly good. Just work and, and all that. Is the the cat feeling better since last time? Yeah, he had a uh, urinary tract infection, so I got him some antibiotics, and that helped. Did you have to give him a lot of water and all that? Yeah, like I had to like hold his mouth open to like force feed him water. Oh, that must have been really fun. <laughs> well, now I can't do that as much because he, now he has the energy to fight back. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. It's like. Uh, me trying to make my kid put her shoes on in the morning. Yeah. Doesn't work that well <laughs> sometimes. Get kicked in the face and whatnot. Uh, well, I have heard that you've been playing some very recently released games. Yep, Grandia 2. <laughs> yeah. The hottest game there is right now. <laughs> but... Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I saw the review for the Grandia 2, you know, only a game that's been out for quite a while. The other big one that's going up is Calvino Noir, which is one of the worst games I've ever played. What, what is that again? Uh, yeah, you know, it's a, it's an iOS game, apparently, uh, it's like a 2D platformer, like, adventure yeah. game, uh, with really bad stealth mechanics. Oh, that's, that's uh, great. The checkpoints are insane. You have to guide two characters through stages. That that's not fun at all. Uh, the animation is horrible, etc. The that review's sucks. not up yet, but I gave it a two out of ten. <laughs> Man, <laughs> so you know, do not play that game. It, the funny thing is, I just look, I like look at the, look at the screenshots and I was like, oh, this looks cool. So I got it, and within ten minutes, I regretted that choice. <laughs> well, they all can be winners. Yeah. I guess the other two games are uh, Infinity 3.0 and uh, Metal Gear Solid 5. Yeah, that's that's what I was sort of hinting towards <laughs> there. Yeah, but no one cares about those two. <laughs> right. Especially all those kids that want to be playing that Infinity. So... How is it? Uh, Infinity 3.0 is pretty good. Uh, there's one little problem I've had with, uh, like, there's a lot of platforming, which is fine, but there's a lot of ledge climbing, and it's done kind of poorly. Like, I've frequently just, like, jumped off a cliff, like, when I'm holding onto the ledge, because, like, the, you have to wait a second for the character to, like, jump up and not just jump to the right. And it's like, no, there's no ledge here. Like, why is this even an option anymore? Yeah, that uh, does... What, 
Uh, but the I had I got like the play I got the normal game. Uh, two extra characters, I think Obi Wan and Yoda, and like this new playset, uh, toy box takeover, I think. And that's actually really cool. I actually like that more than like the Star Wars playset. So what's in the toy box takeover thing? It's basically uh, I think the story is basically Syndrome from. Is, uh, the Incredibles got like Mickey's magic wand and is like trying to take over the world or the, the, the toy box. It's basically like a light Diablo game, but you can use any character you want. Okay. So like Sounds the first, fun. the first, uh, the first stage is like you're in Pirates World, and I was using most of the time like Yoda and other Star Wars characters in it because they're the most I have right now. <laughs> And, like, the final boss was, like, Davy Jones, and I used... He destroyed my... Like, I have nine figures right now, like, over the course of these three games. He destroyed nine of... He destroyed seven of them. He was a hard boss. (laughs) Yikes. Until I remembered, like, I have old figures from Infinity 1.0 that were all leveled up. I put Mr. Incredible on the portal. He leveled up to 20 instantly. And I wasted that boss. Nice. So, like, uh, other than that one thing that with, with the cliffs and all that, it still works pretty well mechanically. And I would actually say it works a lot better. Uh, combat is greatly improved, like because Ninja Theory is doing like the lightsaber combat, so it feels pretty. It, it's pretty dumbed down compared to like a Devil May Cry game, but it kind of yeah. still feels like that, or feels like God of War almost. Because it's a lot of like, hold the button down to like, uh, air attack, and then you can like combo air, like hit people in the air. And Anakin is great because he can force pull enemies to him, like in midair. So you just waste people with him. Uh, there's two new things I think in this one that I asked you about 2.0 and they weren't in there. One is you have like player housing, uh, and you can like create your own house and, like, add rooms to it and everything. It's kind of weird, but it's interesting, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is sidekicks. And you can get sidekicks from, like, doing quests or just buying stuff, and they're pretty fun. So what do they do? Are they just AI characters that help yeah, you they attack. Yeah, well, kind of, they're basically like pets in Diablo, but they attack on their own. Uh, you, can, you can equip on them a helmet and a weapon. Uh, and they attack on their own. The helmet's kind of fun because you can pick them up and throw them at enemies, and they like it creates like a massive explosion that kills almost everything. Uh, they can also heal you, like once every minute or two, uh, because health in that game they don't give you a lot of health potions or health pickups, and uh, you can also feed them like food to increase their stats and their. Like, the more you use them, the higher the friendship level gets, and I think that's kind of like a level-up system. Wow, that's pretty interesting, considering it's for for kids. They added a lot in this one. So, like, right, like I have 12 sidekicks right now, and you can swap them in and out at, like, these stations, and the one I'm using right now the most is Scrooge McDuck, because why wouldn't you? But, yeah, uh, right. like, I have, like, Chip from Chip and Dale, uh, I have the Genie from Aladdin, I have Jack Sparrow, I think. I have Davy Jones, because I think, like, once you beat the bosses, like, you get them as 
sidekicks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of so cool. Does Scrooge just throw money at you, or? No, he has. You can equip him with different weapons. So the first weapon I had, he was like throwing like daggers, I think. And the second one, he's throwing like ex like potions that explode. That's so funny thinking about Scrooge McDuck throwing daggers. <laughs> and uh, so, like the next stage, I, didn't, I haven't beat it yet, but I'm like in Manhattan with a bunch of, bunch of like Venom symbiotes attacking me, and I'm just tooling around with Scrooge McDuck, and I'm like Jack Sparrow, just shooting everything. So, do you think that the gameplay is overall is it a lot more fun? Than yeah, it's a lot more tactile than, like, Infinity, at least one was. I, I didn't play much of two at all, so... Uh, yeah, it's better gameplay overall. I think the... Like, there's a toy box hub that's very cluttered and kind of confusing. Like, you're just kind of overwhelmed at, at a certain point. Uh, but overall, it's good. Like, there's a whole... Like, whole there's a lot of stuff in there that's just kind of weird. Like, there's a farming mini-game. And I'm just like, why is this here? <laughs> To give you something to do. Yeah, they do that in the toy box to kind of make it seem like you can do other things besides just build. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be like Minecraft or... Right. Like, like I guess... Like, I, I'm not going to play it, but I guess like, it's there if you want. Is it right. easier to make things in the toy box? Not really. I always found that uh, interface just very confusing. Like, I'm probably not going to touch it much at all. But you can get levels... Uh, from other players and like from the community pretty easily yeah that's what I remember it was easier than the first one which was just a freaking mess to try to figure out how to build something and actually make it seem cohesive but even in the second one it was still a lot to have to go through and be like okay well what do I want to build oh this at least they didn't put everything behind the wall of Oh, you have to put you have to play with the playset in order to. Uh, they changed that in, in two. I don't know if they did that in three as well, where you can you have a lot more options when you're building instead of. Oh well, you have to unlock. Yeah, you still have to all the good stuff. You still have to do that in this one. They have to like either unlock it, I think, through the story, or just buy it. But some stuff I just can't buy right now. Like it's just unavailable. I'm not sure right. why. Like I think it might be story related. Like a lot of Star Wars stuff, for example. Uh, yeah, it's probably story related. But a lot of the Marvel stuff is pretty okay, like just kind of there. And they collect these tokens. I'm not sure what they do. I think you can play as characters temporarily. Yeah. So, I don't know why you do that, but you can. And also, the game is just the game is just kind of difficult in general in points. Hey, that's a plus compared to just easy at all points. Yeah, but a lot of the like a lot of the missions you, you have like bonus objectives, and a lot almost every mission is like complete on extreme difficulty. And I'm like, what kid is gonna do this? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean. I guess they want to see if they they probably thought that it being Star Wars is gonna be a lot more adults. Maybe. So. And like a lot of the side objectives are like complete as a character, which is fine, but they don't tell you that beforehand. So it's like. I already have Anakin. I can put him on the base. I could beat this mission and get this extra star. You can tell me that beforehand, before I waste time beating it as Yoda, so I don't have to replay the stupid mission. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, why wouldn't you say you have to beat this as Anakin or whatever? 
I mean, it might. I'm just not seeing it, but not, not that I've seen. Like, it's like at the end, it's like here's your bonus objectives, and it's like I could have, you know, I, I could have put Yoda on, or I could have put Anakin on here, and you know, got that one. <laughs> yeah, because it lets you swap in. Yeah, before you finish the level, you could have swapped in and out or whatever. Yeah. But uh, thanks to my friends uh, Johnny and Matt to get for getting it for me, and yeah, that toy box takeover I think is at this point the highlight of the game. Well, there you go. If uh, is that what is that like a mini game inside the? No, it's you have to buy it. Uh, I think pre-order when you pre-order it, you get it for free. I think it's twenty bucks, maybe fifteen. I'm not entirely sure. I could, I've not been able to find it online for buying. But I think it's due out in October. For like well, there you go. If you uh, see it out there in in October, that's the, the thing you need to get for Infinity. Yeah. Forget getting four characters. Just get Toy Box Takeover. So how about that Metal Gear Solid Five? Uh, it's good. Uh, they had a little. Pro- it runs really well on my computer, which I'm kind of surprised by. But it had like one little problem with a video video codec, so I had to like disable it to get it to run correctly. <laughs> hey, at least it's not Batman. Yeah, uh, I've only played like two hours. It's really, it's impressive how much better it is than Ground Zeroes. Well, that's saying something. Well, I, like Ground Zero, it's the same gameplay essentially, but Ground Zero is you were on a very constrict, like very small island, with right. not a lot of stuff to do. And in this one, you're just in a huge map, and it's like, yeah, well, now I can actually like do whatever I want. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now you can walk around, decide what you want to do. And... So, do you think this is the last one, or? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, Kojima's done, and even if they make a Metal Gear 6, he won't be involved, and it'll probably be garbage. I have a feeling if they make another one, they'll just reboot it. I would actually be, I would actually really like a Metal Gear Rising 2. That, yeah, see, that they could do without Kojima, so... Yeah. I mean, it, they could do that and bring him in still, because Platinum could just, you know, hire him, or, not, or like a temporary, you know... Give him a, as a consultant or something. Yeah, like, what do you think of the story, you know, for example. But, uh, yeah, the like, beginning of the game is insane. And I'm only, like, I played it for, like, four, like three or four hours, and I'm only, like, 2% done. <laughs> Yikes. Well, at least you know you're going to get your money's worth. You're going to have a lot to play through on that. Yeah, a friend of mine, thank, uh, great, like, very graciously got it for me, so. Yeah. I was going yeah, I insane. Huh? I was just saying, I know a lot of people are probably playing it right now, going, oh, I'm going to be here a while playing this. Yeah. Like, I had a friend get it from, like, the NVIDIA voucher program, and he didn't even buy anything NVIDIA. He just got an email with the code, and I was like, what? God damn you. (laughs) How does that happen? That must have been a mix-up or something in the system. It just sends that random email. Alright, so PAX happened since the last time we were on here. Did you see anything from there that kind of was interesting to you? Or? Uh, I mainly just watched some of the uh, like giant bomb stuff and the PAX rumble. Uh, that's all I care about, really. <laughs> <laughs> Who 
who won the Pax Rumble? I think Samantha Kalman. I think, I think that's her name. Coleman. I'm not sure how you call her last name, but she finally just defeated Alex Navarro. So. <laughs> Man, Alex Navarro usually always does well in those things. So. Yeah. Did, uh, who was she using? Do you remember? Oh, no. But the greatest wrestling stable died that that, that day, so. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, speaking of wrestling. Oh, I watched. Do that for... I did watch the, uh, like, Giant Bomb Mario Party thing. That, that was good. <laughs> yeah, they already have, uh, reviews in there for Mario Maker. Yeah. Which, to no one's surprise, is very good, as uh, I'm sure we all figured it would be. Since yeah. Well, it's a, it's a big holiday game for the year, so. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, with a Mario game, they're not going to screw that up, especially when it's just basically making a Mario game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. I'm interested uh, more than any of those other build-a-something games, but... I don't know about getting a Wii U for it. Yeah. Well, as we were talking about wrestling, apparently uh, 2K has decided that they're going to change the reversal system and change the submission system and stamina and a lot of the a lot of the gameplay really uh, for this year to make it more like what you see in the ring instead of it being a reversal fest so it's going to be sort of kind of like how you have your finishers where you have to have them stored and you have to earn them well you're going to have like five reversals that you're going to have available to you and then the more you use them they go away and then if you want to reverse like a big move like a finish or something you have to you have to have two of them so you have to kind of be strategic with your with your reversals because we still don't know how you actually get them we know you get them slowly over time but it's we don't know if there's gonna be like a little meter like with the finishers or they're just gonna randomly appear or whatever but it takes it away from being the reversal fest that it's kind of always been where you just keep pressing and pressing and pressing and seeing how many times you reverse until somebody messes up and they're also gonna make stamina a bigger part of it uh, where you know, the holds that you put on are really going to work that area. And there's going to be different kinds of holds. So there's going to be some that are just working it over. And and there's actually a way where you can really manipulate the new submission system. That's kind of like the UFC one where the little thing kind of goes around. And you have to, I guess, try to trap it instead of doing the whole button matching thing. Um, so I don't know how I feel about that one because I remember the UFC one being a little tricky, but you know. So so what do you think about this reversal thing? Do you think it's it's going to make it better? In theory, but the underlying underlying problem with that series it's still being developed by Ukes, uh, and they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> like the last good WWE game in that series of Five Thirteen. Yeah. Uh, like, 14 was okay, I think, from what I heard. But I heard 15 was a disaster. Yeah, 15 was bad. And, like, from what I've seen at 16, they're, they're just going on and on about, like, oh, this is the biggest roster ever. 
It's like, I don't care. I want you to fix the game. <laughs> like, some of the problems in those Ukes games have been around for years, and you've not, you've not had them fix it. Well, this is the biggest change that I've seen them make, where they're trying to change a lot of things at once. I think it's a lot easier to sell people on the roster than it is to tell them on a commercial, hey, we changed this and that and this and that. True, but, like, I think word of mouth is very important to a wrestling fan. And, like, if you said if you said to me, like, this WWE 2K16 game, they actually made a good game, I would buy it then. Instead of you going, well, hey, it has Ava Marie in the roster. It's like, <laughs> all right. It has a uh, Total Divas mode. It's like... Great. I'm still not going to buy it now. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so true, but yeah. Like, I'm, I, ba- I'm, I basically I basically want them to make another All Stars game and like make that franchise. <laughs> I'd love for them to make another All Star game. It was it was just fun, you know. It was like back how like No Mercy WrestleMania 2000 where you just. It was well, very simple. The, the problem with those WWE 2K games is they treat wrestling like it's a sport. So they make right. simulation games based on it. And sorry to burst anyone's bubble, but wrestling's fake. And so why not just make like an, incre- like an insane game based on it? Yeah, I don't know why they couldn't have just kept having both of them. Yeah. Or make, make just have, uh, finally, like, give, uh, what is it? W like WB a bunch of money and make that WWE Immortal game like a console game. I wonder if they can actually do that though. Well, they could because they 2K made it a mobile game and then they make the SuperCard game and then Warner Brothers made the other one without 2K having anything to do with it. So I wonder like, if I, that would work. I would much rather be into like an Immortals game or All Stars Two than 2K16, which. It's basically a null at this point. <laughs> like they can I say, love an Immortals game with like a story kind of fleshed out with it, and hell, if that thing took off, they could make a, a a cartoon. Yeah. With Immortals, you know, like that. Um, they could have big shows of lumberjack. That'd be great. Yeah. All the all the characters in that game were cool. Like just, uh, you know, um, Paige and and just I liked using Paige a lot. Yeah. I I mean it was uh it was something different and that's why it was kind of special. I think you know it's just one of those where the people want their simulation and that's fine, but if you give other people different avenues for it, I mean they easily have um I mean 2K is the same people that uh, make uh, some of the, I mean they they help make Borderlands, they can make goofy things. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's not a wrong possibility for them to be given All-Stars or something like it and say, okay, let's make this all like a Blitz version of of WWE and do it. And they'll, they'll probably get They can figure it out. Or it can bring back Crush Hour. <laughs> oh, God. Let's not, let's not talk about that game. It's terrible. I like the fact that we had, uh, you know, WWE racing cars, but it just didn't... So Uncharted now has a release date, 
and two different collector's editions. Uh, are you excited about March 18th? Uh, I would say no, because I know I'm not going to get it to review. <laughs> uh, I only play, I've only played Uncharted 1, so I don't have a lot of attachment to that series, like, right now. Like, I'm pretty, ex- I'm actually more excited for that Uncharted collection due out this year, because I'll be able to play it on my PS4, and that won't implode like my PS3 will. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully they took out some of the stuff, like the six-axis, needing the six-axis controller for the first one, which is so annoying. Yeah, that stuff, like, uh, Intimus had some of that stuff also, uh, where it's like you have to turn the controller to, like, spray paint, and I'm just like, what, this feels incredibly unnatural and stupid to do. Why is this here? (laughs) I don't know how that felt natural to the testers. I don't know how that felt natural to anybody making the game. Yeah. Like, like, I guess Sony just says, okay, you have to have motion control no matter what, and it's just okay. Makes no sense. Yeah, like, it's a neat idea in principle, but, like, it just doesn't work in most games. Some games it does, and that's fine, but 95% of games, it just does not work that well. Completely agree. You can get, so for $80, you can get a steelbook, which has... I will still bookcase a 48-page hardcover art book, a Naughty Dog and Pirate Sigil sticker sheet, and Naughty Dog points, which you can use uh, to unlock multiplayer stuff. Um, and then for the $120 Libertalia Collector's Edition, you can get a 12-inch Nathan Drake statue and three multiplayer outfits and two custom weapon skins. Uh, a a baseball cap and a Madagascar sidekick outfit. It's good for the cap. That sounds like the most generic special edition ever. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so I get High Strike and Desert Drake outfits. Like, alright, whatever. I I am a fan of when you get a special edition, it comes with incredibly stupid or unique shit. Yeah, because everybody makes statues now. Like, the Assassin's Creed 3 uh, Special Edition, it came with a statue. Who cares? It came with that cool flag. And I'm like, yeah. There you <laughs> go, Ubisoft. You got yours finally. <laughs> yeah, like Kingdom Hearts, uh... Was it 1.5 or 2.5 came with a little pin? Yeah. That my, my daughter now has. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it wasn't much, but it was still cool, you know. Or, like, when I got, like, the Diablo 3 Special Edition, it came with, like, a little Diablo 3 skull with a USB key stuck in it. What did the USB... Was that how you unlocked the, the content or something? I think it had Diablo 2 on it. Oh, that's nice. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. Like, but, I, uh, like, I like unique stuff like that instead of, well, here's a poster and here's a statue and... Here, yeah, here's, here's a, an art book and who, all the I, stuff you always get. I would actually like to see how many people actually look at those art books. I can't imagine it's less than 5% of people. Even if you do, you look at it once, then it's like, okay. Yeah, so you're not going like, to put it on a coffee table and someone comes over. What's this? You got Uncharted 4 art book? Well, let me look at this for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I can totally see uh, some chick coming over and being like, oh, you have one of these? Let me yeah, take my I pants will. off. <laughs> <laughs> or she walks right out the door. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Destiny, you know, the Taken King, they're making so much about all these new things that they're adding to it. One of the things that won't be there on day one is the raid for Taken King. That's, that's going to show up later. It's not like that's important. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Except for the whole, it's the whole focus of the damn game. <laughs> I don't understand why they keep doing this. Uh, I'll adventure it's because they're idiots. That's I mean, me. do, you, do you think all the improvements are, are going to make it uh, something people are really going to come back to, or is it just going to appeal to the people that are still playing? It'll game? only appeal to the people still playing. I think that game is just too far gone at this point. Like, when they release Destiny 2, like then that'll drop new people back in. But, like, Destiny is pretty maligned when it came out, and it never quite got... Like the expand, like the raid, like the updated raids are okay, but it's still not, it's never quite gotten over like when it first came out. I don't think. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, all I hear is people just saying, "Okay, I'm." You either get the crowd that's I'm done with Destiny, or you get the ones that are just still playing it, and then you get the crazy ones that are that have been playing it all the time, or whatever. But those are really few. Uh, you get the ones that'll play it a little bit here and there when there's a raid with their friends, you know, I guess sort of like most MMOs anyway, and then you get the ones that are just like, okay, I'm not going back, I'm done, I've spent a lot of money in that game, I don't want to anymore, and taking I mean, that's, that's good that, you know, they're still supporting it and everything. Um, I just think that you need, I mean, the number one thing people look for in these things is raids, and if you're going to take it out, then... You know, it's it's really going to be a lot of the features that are being put in there, and it's not going to give it a lot of end game, I think. Yeah, and the whole replacing Peter Dinklage with Nolan North, it's like, all right. I mean, you can get Nolan North a lot easier, I would well, assume. Well, people apparently complained. So, you know, I, I mean, I didn't know that that was such a big deal, but, you know, Destiny Hardcores, I guess. A.K.A. the people that should not be breeding. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow you are probably right about that. So Witcher 3 sold 6 million copies in 6 weeks. Million, 1 million copies a week, basically. Who would have thought releasing a good game would do that? <laughs> Especially one that gives you a lot of free DLC and stuff. That's, I'm sure that's also a plus, you can tell people. <laughs> Now just compare that to how Deus Ex Mankind Divided is doing. <laughs> Not so well. But I'm glad The Witcher, like, they're, I think they're done with that series, but I'm glad it went out on a pretty high note, and I'm pretty excited to see what their next game is, that cyberpunk thing. Yeah, I'm excited for that cyberpunk thing. Uh, hopefully, it, it's, I mean, knowing them, it'll be really good to see what it is, and knowing them, it'll come out in 2020. <laughs> but you know, it'll at least be worth it when it comes out. Well, by that time, we'll all, everyone will have robotic arms, so it doesn't matter. 
I kinda hope not, <laughs> but you never know. Uh, so Star Wars Battlefront's getting a beta sometime next month. It's gonna have the 40 player Walker Assault on Hoth, um, the co op survival mission on Tatooine, and the drop zone mood. Um, there's also gonna be no server browser matchmaking for Star Wars Battlefront. They're going to use skill based matchmaking. Yeah, because why would you wanna play with your friends? Okay, so for people like me who have no idea what the server browsing thing is, what is what does that mean? It's basically like a list of servers. So, like, let's say you and I were playing, I could just say, go to the Hoth 4 server, and we can buddy up. And you okay. can probably do that with matchmaking, but it becomes a more arduous process. Uh, and also, it, it depends a lot on, like, the ping of the server. Like, if it's a low ping server, it means it'll play better than, like, a high ping one. Right. Uh, like, a lot of Call of Duty's problems have, like, recently, or for the longest time, have been based on that, because I think it was Modern Warfare 2 that did away with, like, uh, servers, or, like, a server browser, and it just became a pain in the ass to, like, play with your friends. I mean, you could do it, but you had to be in, like, a party to do it. Yeah, I mean, you don't always want to, not everybody wants to sit there and form a party and and do all that. Sometimes you just want to go, okay, I want to play with my friend. You put it in there and that's it. But Yeah. I always got to make it harder to do the simple things. What's EA? Check out the so, no. Because I don't care about Star Wars or Battlefront. <laughs> Jeez. Unless somebody doesn't care about Star Wars. Oh my goodness. Like, I think the first three movies are okay. Uh, and some of the games have been good. But... I don't have a lot of hope for most Star Wars games. <laughs> I'll probably just check out the the game when it comes out. I'm not big on the whole multiplayer thing. Yeah, I, 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 if I want to play a Star Wars game, I'd rather just play some single player thing or right. Like I'd rather play Kotor three than Battlefront three, whatever the hell this is called. <laughs> Maybe someday. Oh, those repackaged Star Wars, uh, the Old Republic Online, just making an offline game. Just say, here's Kotor 3. <laughs> Not what they said anyway. Pretty much. Yeah. Here's well, Kotor 4. <laughs> hey, at least uh, Guild Wars is, uh, Guild Wars 2 is getting raids now. So. And it's free, so that's cool. Well, the, the first. Yeah, the first uh, game has not been made free, but you got to pay for the expansion or whatever. Yeah, that's what they did with Guild Wars One, essentially. So I don't Do you like... like that system better than. Yeah, the because you can you can play for free. So, <laughs> like, I don't particularly like Guild Wars uh, Two. Like, I think it's a well-made game. It's just not like my cup of tea. But it's. I mean, it can be a fun game. Like, if you had, if I had people to play it with, it'd be a great game. Right. I just have no one in my life, so. <laughs> well, so Heart of Thorns. There you go. If you want to pick that up now, you have another reason you can play with uh, your friends some raids. I guess. I think Guild Wars One is still going on, for God's sake. <laughs> Seriously? Wow. Uh. 
Nintendo decided, damn them, I wanted this freaking 3DS, and now they decide to pair it with freaking Animal Crossing, of all things. Uh, I'm not a big Animal Crossing person at all, but... Tom Nook Cro- is, is gonna hunt you down and kill you now. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. So it's gonna show up at my door now. Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer 3DS Bundle is coming. This is the standard one that allows you to have the face, the cover plates that you can remove. Um, it's also going to come with the NFC reader attachment so you can uh, put your Amiibos in it and your Amiibo cards that are going to be coming with this game. You can buy it for a total of $220. That's kind of pricey. Yeah, it is, but I mean, I can kind of understand with the NFC reader and and the Amiibo cards and stuff like that. I mean, the NFC reader, I think, costs $30 by itself. Okay. So, that might be why. Uh, the You can also get the Hyrule edition, which is another Zelda sort of edition that's going to come out a week after Zelda Triforce Heroes comes out. Uh, you can get that for $200. It's gold. You know, pretty much like a lot of the Zelda ones have been over the years. So, if you didn't get the first one, I guess you can get this one. Uh, Which, I I will admit, they look cool and everything, but... Yeah, just not spending $200 on that again. I just, I can't, like, the people that do that, they already have one. But they want to go get another one, just because it has Zelda on it. Like, I just... I don't understand that. You're talking to the guy who's getting his fourth original Xbox in a matter of days. <laughs> Never mind. Why, why am I <laughs> to myself? <laughs> to be fair, this Xbox has a cool faceplate. That's about it. <laughs> hey, well, what if you can? I guess why not? I might actually buy this Shovel Knight Amiibo that is going to come out. I still only have my Pikachu one that's like staring at me right now, but Shovel Knight might be the next one on my list since not that I care whether it unlocks an exclusive co-op mode in the Wii U version because I don't have a Wii, Wii U. U. <laughs> but hey, I can use it on my 3DS for challenge modes and whatnot since I have Shovel Knight for the 3DS. And uh, just because it looks cool, it's it's the first indie game amiibo that Nintendo is allowed to be made. So, hey, we could see more of these. What do you think? Uh, you think we'll see more indie game amiibos here? Uh, I hope we get like a binding of Isaac amiibo. I think that's that'd be really pretty possible. Fun. No, it's not possible at all. It'd be pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, they're also doing this to kind of promote the, the expansions coming out for free, too. So, you know, it it's a win-win for everybody. I think I hope this, you just, it's going to do well. I hope you just unlock a fat shovel when you put that thing on uh, the portal with Mario Maker. That would be awesome. Mario's attacks with, like, instead of fireballs, he just throws shovels out. I do want to see if they eventually put that in Mario Maker so you can have Shovel Knight kind of play through the Mario levels, because that's just kind of... Funny. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Bowser Jr.'s Amiibo, though, is going to be exclusive to Toys R Us. And you can only buy it in the store. You cannot order it online. 
So. Yeah, because that's what a lot of uh, Toys R Us is want, a bunch of 30-year-old guys waiting in line when it opens for an Amiibo. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I was thinking. Like, aren't you trying to avoid people, like, just rushing the store trying to get it or whatever? I mean, just... You're going to hate for going crazy, because I, I don't know why this is still a thing. But it's whatever. I mean... I, I still, like... I, Nintendo, I feel like, is manufacturing their their availability because look at Disney Infinity and Skylanders still have first versions of their of their characters like you can go into certain stores and find a bunch of the characters from Disney Infinity 1 and you can find a lot of the characters from Skylanders 1 which is like you can't even buy that game anymore well I think both of those games they had a year when they first both came out uh, both games had like supply problems, where like, for the first year you couldn't get any of the characters. Which is, right. I'll give Nintendo a year, but I think it's been a year now. At least. Almost. Yeah. Uh, and you just can't go into a store and buy anyone. Like, buy, plus, like, like I'll go with Infinity, just because I know about it. Like, Infinity does have some rare characters, like the see-through Buzz Lightyear, for example. And that's real to, real sort of, uh, or Store specific, yeah, it's, it's which is Toys fine. Us, I think, the, the that's, ones. that's fine, but not this like whole like whole characters. Like it's not like well, Woody is exclusive to Walmart, but if you want Buzz, you gotta you gotta go to Target. Say like, no, they're not that dumb, but Nintendo is. Yeah, it's just I don't understand. Like you're, it's it's just like with the Wii, they're trying to manufacture the the rarity of it so people go crazy and then they'll sit there and complain that people go on eBay and sell them. It's like, well, you made us go through all this crap. You made people have to go and get, like, pay extra for it from Japan or the UK or something just to get them and it's like, well, they, they gotta make some of their money back. I just... Eh, you know. it Whatever they want to do, but I, I cannot... They must be getting some kind of big deal Nintendo is for making for doing that because I can't imagine what they're doing to the the consumers is is that great that you're going to one retailer for this one yeah character. Uh, so Nintendo did reveal the name of their project treasure game which is being made by Platinum or Namco it's a Bandai Namco it's a free-to-play Treasure Raider game that's going to enter beta in Japan soon. Uh, there's four characters. It's called Lost Reavers, by the way. Um, there's four characters. They're pretty, you know... There's a black guy. There's a blonde woman with big boobs. There's the action dude. And then there's this guy that looks like a freaking ninja, sort of. Uh, they all have their own unique styles and weapons and whatnot. Um, the trailer looked okay. Uh, you play all four people at once in, in one area, so... What? I mean, who knows? This yeah. could be a thing. <laughs> uh, with how badly Devil's Third was, I don't know that I trust anything that's not Nintendo right now. <laughs> Devil Sir was apparently awful. So, 
Of course, that's also what happens when you delay the game so much that people forget the thing even exists. I was like, what? That game is still around? Okay. <coughs> um, speaking of a game that's still around, but seems to continue to have problems, Trine 3, the artifacts of power, also has problems. Uh, in fact, uh, the develop the vice president and uh, I think the the marketing guy had released a video and a written apology because they gave fans things they had no idea they were getting. So they apparently had planned for a much longer story and more levels, but they apparently needed more money to be able to create all of that. Of course, they don't tell anyone this. They just release the game the way it is. And so now apparently they're going to have to figure out future plans because it's pretty much do or die for them at this point. That reminds me of that, I think it was called Dark Matter on Steam, where like, half, like midway through the game, it was, it, you get to a door and it says, like, to be continued. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Wow. And people weren't pleased by that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure not. I mean, just... You could just come out and delay it and explain to people what's going on. Maybe, you know... Well, it's also been an early access for a while. Like, I think they just wanted to get it out there, but... Right. Like, I think they oversaturated the market with that game, too. Yeah, because then they would release, like, a special edition for it on the consoles, and they would uh, remake it for PS4, and then... It's like, okay, well, here comes the third game. Oh, well, it's not really that great. Okay. And then, well, they they kind of screwed themselves. On that. Hopefully things would turn out better for Frozen Byte, though. Did they yeah. make any gains besides this ride? Uh, I think they made a few. Like, I got that, like, bundle at one point, and it included, like, something else. But, yeah, it's about trying, and that's about it. <laughs> So, I had no idea people still wanted to buy Vitas. Uh, but apparently Sony's releasing an Aqua Blue PlayStation Vita for $200 in the United States on November 6th. I can't imagine those pre-orders are selling anywhere near as much as the 3DS special editions that are getting made right now. Did you, you have a Vita, right? Or do you not? No, I don't. Okay. Did you see the video? It was done about two weeks ago of the uh, Vita prototype. Uh, no. It was a uh, so like someone in Assembler Games found it or like bought it, but it was like one of the first hundred uh, Vitas made. So it looks very different. Like it's like the screen slides out and it's a lot lighter, and it looks a little bulkier but cool looking. And I wish they'd released that one instead. <laughs> hmm. I wonder why that. Well, it's probably because of the bulky. Like it looks like it almost looks like a uh, like a PSP Go. Oh well, why didn't they release it? I mean, would it have had the same graphics and everything? And... Yeah, like they didn't. I don't. Well, it didn't have any. Also, it didn't require the stupid memory cards. Like it just required like a SD card. But. uh... It didn't have any games for, but like the menus looked pretty much the same, or, like the same type of menus and stuff. 
well, doesn't the Vita require the memory card anyway? No, it requires, well, it requires the, uh, like, uh, specific format one, so Sony controls it. Right, which is why I've not bought a Vita. But the, no, the prototype only had an SD card on it. Yeah, that's dumb. Sony, I don't understand. Like, you know, Nintendo figured it out eventually. Just make it to where you can get an SD card where everybody can buy it. Instead of your memory cards, but you also overpriced to hell. Yeah. And yeah, just... Not, not good. And especially, I'd figure they would be a little bit less expensive than $200 too, but... It is uh, Sony, I guess they... I mean, the thing, the, you know, the, the one thing I'll give Sony is that the Vita, when people buy the Vita, they buy games for it. So, it at least appeals in that way. Speaking of appealing, apparently, according to your friend John there, uh, there's a demographic split between males and female gamers of who plays Disney Infinity. Um, uh, the Wall Street Journal came out with something that says that there's a strong female player base for Disney Infinity, uh, which is why you have the female character for uh, the Star Wars one. Yeah. And, yeah, that, so, I mean, I'm, you know, Disney appeals to everybody, so this sort of doesn't really surprise me, but, I mean, it does kind of also play into the fact that they have picked a lot of female characters, too. Yeah, I would actually say the roster is probably pretty split on the middle as far as, like, male to female characters. Like, it might skew a little towards male, but it's only, like, 60-40, if that. Right. Uh, and and then there's also characters that just appeal to both, like you know, all the inside out characters, and you know there's there's plenty of them that are just universal. Yeah, and also I think Infinity's a pretty, it's a low impact, it's a low like, it's not a it's not a frustrating game, or it's like a pretty low impact. So like, yeah, you can you can just kind of pick it up and play it. Like you don't need to get like too involved in it. I don't think. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's something you can play, something you can play with your kids, it's, you know, the kids can be sitting there doing stuff in the toy box, I mean, it's not something that's going to, like, frustrate you, so, yeah, anybody um, can, uh... They need to release a uh, Admiral Akbar Star Wars figure. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the, uh, uh, Lando Croce. <laughs> Figure. He'll come with a he'll come with a bottle, Colt forty five. <laughs> Actually, uh, speaking to my friend Johnny though, he posted a picture yesterday, I think on Twitter, of him meeting. Uh, I think it's Christy Carlson Romano. Okay, she did the, yeah. she did the voice of Kim Possible, so right. They're trying to like she's trying they're trying to get her into the game or like Kim Possible into the game. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean it's still. You know, it's like when they released Phineas and Fur, which I think didn't they say they were done with that probably uh, series or something? I mean, I never came possible when I was uh, younger. It being a big thing for them, so yeah, yeah, Disney's weird when it comes to shows. Like they don't let shows run past like a hundred episodes most of the time. Like even if they're good, it's like right. wh why? <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me, but 
I think also by a certain point, uh, Christy Carlson Romano wanted to go ahead and do something else. So maybe, but I mean, what else is she known for? <laughs> uh, was it uh, that show with Shia LaBeouf when? Yeah, but that was 10, 15 years ago at least. <laughs> like yeah. I think, I think the <laughs> we were younger. I think the last thing she did was get nude and like the direct to DVD Mirrors sequel. It's like, well, I mean, I, I guess I approve of that one for sure, but doesn't that kind of show where your career is? <laughs> yeah, it does. If, if you're doing a Nick Stahl movie, it's like, come on now. <laughs> but, I mean, did her career really ever go anywhere if you're going immediately to animated, you know, doing voiceover work like that? Well, I mean, she did a, I think she did a good uh, job in that role, but... Uh, it's just kind of weird. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it, I'm I'm kind of excited to. I know. Whenever. Uh, the regular Mickey and Minnie come out, my daughter's gonna. I'm gonna have to make sure she doesn't see it. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't want to be buying any more figures. I haven't actually bought any figures other than, the ones that come with. The the game. The set after the first after the first infinity so i think i mean i've i, I kept saying i was going to buy hulk so i could finish the avengers thing but i never did i only i i have these figures i have four star wars figures the three infinity 1.0 figures i think i got a green guy from monsters inc yeah uh as like an e3 thing and i got an iron fist from also e3 and that's it but there's a hundred and I think there's a hundred and ten or twelve figures out right now. Yeah, that's. I mean, Skyliner still has. Uh, I start Skyliner blows it away probably, yeah. but. Still, that's to have over a hundred already is pretty. Pretty awesome for them. I mean, whoever's really spent all the money to get all of them. Oof. And soon there will be Legos. Yep, and Legos, which. What they said, like fourteen different franchises or something like that, are in the game. Yeah, probably. So, that's that's nuts. Uh, so hey, uh, you know that game that we both played, and you reviewed Rocket League has sold a million copies just on PC. Yeah. It's pretty cool for for that game. I'm I'm waiting for the. Would the DLC already come out, or it's gonna come out? I think it came out already. I don't know. That game, I, I, that was a well-made game. It just didn't quite hook me like it did with other people. And that's probably just because I didn't play with, like, my friends. Yeah, it's a big party game. But. It, I mean, it, when I played it with Randy and his friends or whatever, I was, it was really fun. I could have played it for a while with that, but just playing it on myself, it was like, all right, I can play this for a little bit, but, you know, here and there. Yeah. It's definitely one of those uh, big games that we'll be remembering throughout the year, I think. It'll win awards and stuff like that. For best sports best game. Yeah, it's sports game. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so, Torchlight uh, developer Runic Games says he is burnt out on Torchlight. And, it's, and also because Diablo 3 is killing it right now. So, <laughs> he has no need to make a Torchlight 3. 
Um, so that's why he's making Hob, which is sort of like a Zelda sort of clone. Or it, I've watched videos of this. It, it really, uh, I'm kind of interested. I want to play the game. Remember when they remember when Torchlight One came out for originally, and they said we're going to make a Torchlight MMO. Uh, Whatever happened to that? Good for them. They didn't, because that would have bombed. <laughs> I I like Torchlight Two a lot. I still think it's very strange that it never came to consoles. I cannot I fathom agree, why. But I mean, it's the same reason why we're just now getting. You know, we got Diablo Three on consoles, but. You know, and, and Divinity Original Sin's not going to come on consoles, which number two already got funded, apparently. Wait, I thought Original Sin was coming to consoles. Yeah, Original Sin's coming to consoles. That's okay. what I'm saying. Like, you know, it took Original Sin like a year after or two years after Diablo. It's a year, I think. Diablo came out on console, so. They, they, know, haven't, they haven't even mentioned it, though. It's like, if it, if it ever was, they should at least say it, or. Because I think if, like, Torchlight 2 came to PS4, it'd be great. Right, but I think they probably see it as the same thing, like, why are you going to have two things that serve kind of the same master? Why not? I mean, they're different enough, and it'll be cheaper for sure, so they'd get that at least. <laughs> I would agree with that, yeah. It's going to be cheaper. You could sell it for, like, 20 bucks. And... Also, I think, like, Torchlight is a very different... I mean, it is the same... It's like style of game, but I think it's very different in how it plays. I'd agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I haven't played hours and hours of Torchlight, but I've played enough to be able to, you know, tell the tell the difference. And it, yeah, the the way it does certain things is sometimes even uh, better than the way the Elwa does it. But oh yeah, you know, it, it's not like. Uh, like he said, it's not like Diablo is doing bad or anything. Right now. Oh yeah, speaking of that, there uh, I got that like PS3 pet or PS4 patch for Diablo. That thing was a lot of fun. So what did it uh, add in there? Uh, it added like this new cube, so you can like extract legendary powers to add them to your character, and like oh, it's kind of like that heretic cube or whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, and but the fun thing for me is it added uh like, tier 7 through 10 difficulty levels. Oh. Wow. Uh, so it's, like, Torment 10 now. And my cheated character can still blow through it with no problem whatsoever. <laughs> so, like, I, I'll do, like, a rift, and I'll get, like, seven legendaries dropped from it. I'm just like, yeah, this is nice. Awesome. Uh, well, speaking of something that won't be awesome for the people that have only Xbox 360s and PS3s, you're not getting Mortal Kombat X... Because they got canceled. So, yep. You saw this one coming. Waiting on that game. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why you thought you were getting that when it's taking this long for it to come out. But you know. Yeah, like I knew it wasn't going to come out. Like after how many problems like Mortal Kombat X originally had? Like I was just like, no way is this coming out. Yeah, I, if they keep delaying and delaying and delaying it eventually, you know, it's... it's doing. But hey, you can get Deadpool, the game, on Xbox One and PS4 for $50. 50 Yeah. Should be 15 
would agree. It wasn't that great of a game. It was, uh, you're going to get two new levels and two suits and all the DLC for $50. So. Is it going to make it fun? <laughs> Probably not. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be better. <laughs> I would agree, but, you know, like I don't know why they're going for the cheap cash in. Because they're making the Diablo third Deadpool movie, so why not? <laughs> Stupid. Like, I, I realize the game sucks, you know. I mean, people are idiots, so they'll buy it. It's not like it's not a it's not a badly made game. It's just not fun at all. Well, but if it's not fun, then it's a badly made game, isn't it? And the whole point of the game to be fun. Well, I mean, it's not broken, and like the I guess the mechanics are sound, but it's just not enjoyable to play. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, so. We have these, uh, apparently these these movies, uh, Assassin's Creed is not going to share the same universe as the video games and the comics, and Lionsgate is going to make a Borderlands movie. Which one's going to do better? Uh, I would say Assassin's Creed, just because there are actual characters in that universe. Well, Borderlands has characters... Eventually, it does. I would, if they make a Borderlands movie, I want it to be all in first person. Oh, no. Just like that Doom sequence from that movie. The only good part of that damn movie? Yeah, that was the, the entire Borderlands movie, though. It looks be two hours of that. Yeah, but then you can't see the characters make facial expressions when they make the stupid comedy. Yeah, but they ne you never see Borderlands characters... When you play, also. Well, but you see the other characters when you interact with them, or whatever. That's what I mean. Like you can meet, you can, if it's first person, you can meet all, you can meet those, those people. Ah, okay, I see what you're talking about. Well, I, I would say Assassin's Creed is going to do better because they can do a lot with that film. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, they could sort of make it like. Uh, it could it could be like a sort of Da Vinci Code esque type movie, and then they they also add in the whole where you know he has to go around and have a reason why he's he's killing the people and and all that stuff. I mean, there's there's a lot they can do with that. There's a lot. I I just can't imagine them messing that up so bad either. I think Borderlands is a lot easier for me to see them totally screw up. Oh, I think they can mess it up fine. Just fine, actually, but I just hope they don't. <laughs> Plus, it has think, Omar in it, and that's cool. You think they're going to have Destin in there as well? Who? Or, or Desmond, or with the... I think they... Yeah. I think that's kind of integral to the role. Like, I don't think they'll have... Uh, what is this? My, my Michael Fassbender as Desmond, but I think they'll have someone as that character. Like, just getting into the animus, and then they'll have Michael Fassbender as Ezio, or whoever the hell he's going to play. Right. Like it'd be cool if it was actually uh, Omar as like the the present day character, and he gets into the animus and he just transforms into Michael uh, Michael Fassbender. That'd be great. <laughs> Do you think uh, they'll make their own characters uh, for the Borderlands movie, or do you think they're just gonna use? I think they will at least have uh, Handsome Jack and Moxie in it, because those are two fan favorite characters. Uh, they could easily use Angel, 
because I mean it's, it's the actress, so it, she's fine enough. She could do that role just good or just well enough. Um, they may get Scooter. That's about it. I'd probably agree with you on the first two. I think it would actually behoove them to make their own characters when they can make a game off the movie or whatever instead of having to make a Borderlands or they could just turn that into a Borderlands 3 I don't, you know it would actually be cool if they just made a uh, movie based on Tales from the Borderlands that's what I was going to say because those are the best characters because they have a, a personality <laughs> yeah exactly like I think the problem with that would just be like when you play a Borderlands game the only time your character ever speaks is when when they like shout like I'm placing a turret or that's about it. Yeah, that's like they they like they add a per, like they add a personality in like the next game. So you can see like in Borderlands 2 you can see the original Vault Hunters. But like when you're playing Borderlands 1, they're essentially like Gordon Freeman. That doesn't make uh so it's kind of weird when you play it. Well, I mean, speaking of Telltale, they did reveal, or they had people play the uh, Minecraft story mode, and I feel like I I might actually get that one now. It, they're saying that the the cast makes all the characters um, really worth going through the game for. It's it's a lot of Minecraft, obviously the Minecraft inspired world and everything but that the characters are really good well voiced that you'll want to play the game even if you don't play Minecraft so I hope it's good but I just don't I, I re, that's the same problem I have with that Game of Thrones game like I just have zero attachment to that franchise oh but the Game of Thrones game like part of it, most of it doesn't even have to do with the characters from the... Oh, I don't know. I just don't have... Yeah. I just don't like that setting, or I just don't like... Yeah. I mean, that. I guess that world, so... Yeah, and it's sort of boring, the game, so... It's nowhere, you know, like, Tales of Borderlands is light years ahead of, you know, it's just it's not compelling. It's. I mean, there's parts of it that are compelling. It has the Game of Thrones tropes where people die and whatever, but it's just... A lot of it is very plotting and I'm just getting through it through it because of the Game of Thrones tie-in, but kind of just don't want to. <laughs> uh, hey, they're gonna make a too bad. Robert's not here to gush about this, but they're making an unauthorized Castlevania animated miniseries. It's supposed to be based off Castlevania Three, so we'll get Trevor Belmont and Alucard maybe. Um, the guy that's going to be in charge of it is also he says that it's he's he's pointing out all these classic anime series as uh, inspirations for it um shankar has also been the guy that's in charge of dread the punisher dirty laundry and the power ranger short that came out that got taken down yeah i got put back up though that would be a good thing are you interested at all not really, just because I just, I guess that that, that that Castlevania lore just doesn't hold any real big interest to me, but, I mean, I'll watch it if it comes out. I'm the same way, I'm not a Castlevania, big Castlevania person, but I'll watch it, you know, 
if it sucks, then I just won't keep watching it. Yeah. Uh, so Nickelodeon might bring back some of our favorite shows. Um, I'm all for Hey Arnold coming back. Uh, I don't, I mean, I'd be cool with my kid watching Rugrats. I don't know that I'd be too into it again. That was something that I watched when I was a kid. Any, uh, any Nickelodeon animated shows you want to see come back or, or shows uh, in general? Like well, the thing about, I read that Star Trek story too, is like Rugrats and Doug already had sequels. That's the weird thing. Yeah, they had the, when they were grown up or whatever. Yeah. Uh, as far as, like, animated shows, not really. Like, I was never big into Nickelodeon cartoons. I think, like, uh, Ah, Real Monsters was okay, and Ren Stimpy was fine, but they can't, they can't bring that back, obviously. Um, I, I would actually more rather be into bringing back the Nickelodeon game shows. Like, if they brought back, like, Guts or, like, Legends of the Hidden Temple, they'd be awesome. Yeah, I was surprised they haven't tried to bring back Legends of the Hidden Temple or something like that by now. Or even, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark? That was, like, one of the best shows on Nickelodeon. Oh, Are You Afraid of the Dark was awesome. I mean, if you can make a Goosebumps game now... Movie. Why not? Or movie, yeah. Well, I thought they were made... There was a game, too, that they were... That they found on the Xbox store. Ugh. <laughs> oh, thank that's you. that's gonna work. But yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, you know what? We talked about it. I don't know how many months ago on this podcast, but Hulu finally came out with that 11.99 ad-free version. Right. Uh, are, are people, you know, you think they're going to really see an increase in the whole buying it for five more dollars because there's no ads? No. Because I think most of the people who got pissed about Hulu in the first place just went to, like, uh, Pirate Bay and said, screw off, or Netflix. I think they will. I mean, now that Netflix has dropped their deal with Epix, where they're not going to have a lot of the newly released movies, and and Hulu has basically t- taken that deal over, I have a feeling you could get a lot more people that go to Hulu. Um, for me, you know, if it wasn't for the anime, a lot of what I would use Hulu for is taken away because I have cable and I... Uh, just like Hulu kind of really upset me when they took off uh, they made it basically an on-demand version instead of having a lot of the seasons intact the whole time so you know I was pissed when Hulu took over the South Park website and uh, like their episode thing because that was a terrible deal yeah but don't they don't they have all the episodes now though yeah but it's behind a paywall Oh yeah, it's behind the because like yeah. the South Park website originally was just like you know what I think I think like Trey and Matt basically were like people pirate these all the time so I might as well just put them up for free and they did and it was great but I think like uh, Hulu took it over it's like well you can't watch like anything before season nineteen or, like the latest season it's like great thanks. People wonder why BitTorrent is still, still so popular. Yep. If you make it more a pain in the ass to get stuff, that's what's going to happen. Um, so that YouTube gaming thing is out now. Um, do you think this is really going to be able to compete with Twitch? Or is this Google kind of grasping at straws? Or? I think it could. I guess it, I've heard it's a little better than Twitch in some aspects. Um, 
Yeah, like you you have a DVR mode that lets you buffer like previous like four hours of the stream and. Um, I've heard like archiving's like a lot better than Twitch, which has never been great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, YouTube's always had been really good about archiving. So. I guess I'll be curious. Like, I'm more curious when the PS4 firmware like hits, like when it adds that YouTube stuff. Like, if it'll work better than Twitch or not. I hope so, because I, I like using YouTube a lot more for that than, than Twitch. But yeah. It, I mean, that, that's good that they were able to find their own way to compete with it without having to buy it or whatever. So. I, don't, I, don't, I think Twitch is too big to buy at the moment. <laughs> well, I mean, Amazon bought it, but... Yeah. You know. That's when it got big, though. <laughs> so... You gonna go uh, for that all-day breakfast at McDonald's in a month? Maybe. Uh, they can get breakfast burritos, and that's okay. If they, well, I don't know. I think they said the McGriddles weren't part of that, but I might pop in to get a couple of those or something. Uh, you know, hey, whatever. Jack in the Box did it for years when I lived in Texas, and I loved being able to go get my breakfast bowl whenever I wanted it. But yeah. I, I don't think McDonald's has a particularly good breakfast in the first place. So. Uh, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm not a big fan of McDonald's breakfast. Like, I think their big breakfast, their like their big breakfast thing is okay, and their right. breakfast burritos are decent enough. But that's about it. <laughs> I actually like Taco Bell's breakfast. So okay. More now. Um, well, those AM Crunch wraps are actually pretty good. Ah. Uh. That that waffle taco is a greasy mess. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I guess we should end this with sad news. Horror icon Wes Craven passed away this week at the age of 76. Nightmare on Elm Street and Scream are the ones he's going to be remembered for, pretty much. You know, he also did Last House on the Left, which is his first uh, movie in 1972, and he did The Hills Have Eyes. What is your favorite Wes Craven? I would probably just say Scream, just because I'm not a really big horror fan. I think I saw uh, Last Last House on the Left. That was okay. Close uh, of Eyes was pretty funny. And let's see, and I'd say just Scream though. Yeah, I mean, to me, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street still gives me, uh, and Freddy Krueger still scares me. It's, you know, depending on what movie I'm watching. Uh, I, I, uh, I, Last House on the Left was one of those movies that obviously you shouldn't watch if you're younger, but it definitely will, will impact you a little bit there if you watch it when you're older. Um, some of the scenes in that movie are, are pretty crazy. I had a friend, um, I have a friend who's like a massive Wes Craven fan, so I was afraid he was going to like commit suicide or something when... Oh gosh. <laughs> I'm kidding about that, but like she's like a huge horror fan, so. Yeah, me and Gary are pretty big huge, uh, horror fans too, so you know it kind of hit us uh, pretty hard. I mean, I wasn't big fan of the Scream series, but and neither neither Hills Have Eyes either. But I only like the first Scream. Like I think that's a actually like pretty well made film, but I think the later ones just got too up their own ass about like the deconstruction of like horror films. And yeah, I would agree. Yeah, just like didn't quite work. I thought 4 was okay for a remake. Yeah. 
but like, I think Scream 2 and 3 were like too much like winking at the camera about horror films. Mm-hmm. And like Scream 1 kind of was like that too, but it took itself like a little more seriously than 2 and 3. Right, that's why when they started making the scary movies and it got more outrageous, it was just, that's how Scream started being, really. Plus, uh, Scream 1 had a Rose McGowan in a tight sweater, and that's cool. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> she can never go wrong with that. Um, plus, you know, Scream kind of was the one that made that like 90s teen movie thing kind of just blow up all of a sudden. Where you had all those movies that were sort of like Scream. I st- I know what you did, did last summer. <laughs> yeah, all that. <laughs> all right. I mean, I think that's that pretty much covers it for this week. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess we should end it by doing what we always do. I guess. Well, I I should always just have this up here. I don't know why I do this all the time. <laughs> New releases. Yeah. Uh, this Metal Gear Solid, that's about it. That's all anyone cares about. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I mean, well, you know pretty much what came out. Uh, stop, I don't want you to. It's the only thing about that thing you gave me. Every time there's an ad, it wants to be, ask me if I want to download the ad, too. Yeah, oh, I, uh, Internet Download Manager. Yeah. It's a good little program, though. I agree. It works pretty good. Um, so... There's Tearaway Unfolded for the PS4. If you wanted to... If you didn't have it on the Vita, which... It is a really good game, though. Um, I'm interested to see how they did it for the PS4, because they apparently even used the light bar and stuff. So, uh, Lovers in Dangerous Space Time for the PC. Um, uh, the Dragon Quest Inquisition Trespasser DLC is coming out. Uh, Broken Sword 5, the complete edition for Xbox One. Um, Leo's Fortune, a bunch of indie games. Um, and I think that's that. Nobonga's uh, Ambition, whatever. No, uh, no, uh, Nobunaga's Ambition, yeah. No. I wisely uh, said no to reviewing that one. <laughs> I'm sure uh, Adam is having a ball with that. Yeah, he was like, do you, do you want this? I'm like, hell no. <laughs> I, I took Zeo Drifter instead, which isn't great in itself, but it's at least playable. <laughs> yeah, with Zeo Drifter, you can also just play on, if you have PS Plus, you can play that this one, too. So. That's a weird game. I played the other two. I played Tesla Grad. That's also weird, but I well, can kind of get it. Zero is like a it's like a Metroidvania with, with it's not a big open world with levels which is fine, but there are enemies in that game that are just like overwhelming. <laughs> how 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 so? Like one of the stages, it opens with this enemy. It's like a big cube, uh, and if it hits you, half your life is gone. Jeez. And also takes about forty five hits to kill. Lord. Okay. Like me and, my, yeah. me and a friend of mine were counting how many hits it was like 46 or 47 it's like this is the opening enemy <laughs> and also the boss is the same boss every in every level he just gains upgrades which seems incredibly lazy to me yeah that seems really lazy 
that uh, Hatsumiku uh, project, uh, Mirai DX, the sort of rhythm game. Game of the year. Uh, for the 3DS, you can get that. I, I'm sort of interested in that game. I don't know if I'm buying it. I like rhythm games. Uh, it's also that indie game Shift Happens. Um, yeah, Leo's Fortune and then Amicrog, which, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's there. Uh, plus, you have the Metal Gear Solid that came out this week, the Disney Infinity, which came out on Sunday? Yeah, 30th. 30th of Sunday. And there's a couple other games that came out in this week, I want to say. Yeah, nothing big. That was uh, sort of decent. Yeah. All right. Well, until next week, we shall see you later. Yep. Peace. Later.